back to the Weekly Driver podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com and an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldridge, and today we're doing a remote episode uh, out at Future Ford on uh, Madison Avenue in Sacramento, and we've just had an experience with Tyler Swazinski and our friend Rachel, and we're going to talk about the brand new vehicle, the 2019 Ford Edge ST, which in a 15-minute drive or half an hour, whatever we did, it was very impressive. So welcome to our podcast, Tyler. How are you today? And uh, let's take us through and tell us about this new vehicle in general terms. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for uh, for having me here. Um, well, the 29, uh, 2019 Ford Edge ST uh, is Ford Performance's first uh, SUV in their performance vehicle lineup. So it's uh, really cool to introduce that to the market. Um, the, uh, the car's really just A to Z turned over uh, a new leaf for Ford. Um, new in 2019 standard is a uh, Ford's co-pilot system so you get a lot of new safety features, um, a lot of new additional features while driving the car. Um, part of that is the blind spot information system um, alerts you if someone's in your blind spot. Um, another part of that is the, drive, the driving lane keeping system. Uh, keeps you in your lane if you uh, go out of the lane at all, um, lets you know if you're going out of it uh, by small vibrations or by guiding you into it. Um, the vehicle has adaptive cruise control, so it monitors how close you are to other vehicles in front of you. But on top of the safety, what most people want to hear about is the performance aspects. You know, the motor in the edge is equipped uh, with 335 horsepower. It's a lot for you know a compact SUV these days, um, and it goes zero to 60 in under six seconds. So a very impressive uh, vehicle. Well, I'll do a quick follow-up, and, and I thought about this the other day, and we talked about it a little bit on our drive. Is is the need for a performance SUV? Is that in line with the general public, with more people buying SUVs and, and fewer people buying sedans? Yeah, I really believe it is. Like you said, fewer people buying sedans. You know, Ford you know, themselves is planning on going away from sedans altogether. So having a, an all SUV lineup, you need to still be able to uh, hit every niche in the market. And a big part of that is, uh, you know, adults who want something fun, who don't want to get stuck in the SUV and just have an SUV because they have to. They want to have an SUV because they want to. And uh, this makes people want to have an SUV for other reasons, um, like the performance aspects. Now this thing, uh, Tyler, is it's a uh, capable off-road vehicle too, right? The ST comes with all-wheel drive standard, is that correct? The all-wheel the all drive is standard on the ST. Uh, now this is Ford's first time doing what's called all-wheel drive disconnect. Um, so it actually drives in two-wheel drive until the vehicle senses all-wheel drive is necessary. So it's also saving uh, on, on fuel economy as well. So even though you want a performance vehicle and you want an SUV, you don't have to fully sacrifice uh, fuel economy uh, to get there. So the vehicle monitors things like uh, outdoor temperature, if your windshield wipers are on or not, the vehicle speed, uh, the ABS that's being applied to all four corners. It monitors things like that and then knows if all-wheel drive needs to be uh, connected or not. That's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I know uh, living here in Sacramento, that a lot of people go up to Tahoe, up in the Sierra Nevada, and you really need all-wheel drive. Oh yeah, vehicles more than equipped to uh, take a drive up to Tahoe in the snow or in you know the the sleet or anything like that and be uh, perfectly safe. So that's what this vehicle really is. It's performance. It's capable in snow country and uh, it'll haul a lot of stuff, right? So it does much more than a sedan. 
Yeah, it does more than stand all the way around. Like like you said, it's uh, it's not just performance. It's also extremely safe. It's also extremely comfortable, roomy, like an SUV. You can you know you have a full cargo area in the back, um, so it kind of checks the boxes where a lot of things a sedan can't. Well, we like the car. I mean, it's quiet. It handles well, accelerates well, and it's you know the, the exhaust note's got a nice little throaty roar to it when you put your foot in it, especially in sport mode. So it's uh, it's sporty. Yeah, the, uh, the, the dual exhaust uh, projects a pretty good growl, and then you have an active noise control that gets uh, you know engaging engine note like inside the cabin. Um, so when you put it in sport mode especially, I know we could tell the difference, uh, growled a little bit more and was a little bit more aggressive. It becomes more engaging, that's, that's the word, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I noticed on some of the websites, uh, some of the reviews about the car, and, and by and large, very positive reviews. When, when was the car available to the public? When, when, when did it make its debut? And have you guys heard any feedback from your dealership uh, from customers? I believe we got our first uh, Edge ST about a month or two ago, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we've sold a couple, and man, people just love them. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they had the Explorer Sport before this, and yes. um, it wasn't quite as performance forward as this was. Um, and people love those, so now being able to come get something a little bit smaller, having an option for something smaller and still being able to get a sport version of it, an ST, um, it's, it's, it's doing really well. We've got a couple uh, here right now and they get a lot of attention based off of looks first and then when people hear the facts, they just you know fall for it. One thing I noticed uh, we were talking about when we were in the car is the technology world is just changing every day and there's so many bells and whistles on cars and and I read a story uh, maybe a year or so ago that said that if a car has 60 uh, technology features, that the general public might use 20 or 25 of them. Right. But to, to that point, I, the, the car system that you guys uh, uh, talked about was called um, Ford Pass, a simple name for um, a very detailed system in the car. So we experimented with that a little bit. So take us through Ford Pass. Uh, Ford Pass is, is awesome. Ford Pass is going to be soon to be probably in every Ford vehicle right now. It's in, uh, in, in probably more than half. But Ford Pass connects directly to your, to your cell phone, whether it be iPhone or Android, and then directly to the car. So when you purchase the vehicle, um, you, you get an account, you link your VIN number up, and you, do, um, you link the vehicle to your phone. So you can actually get on your phone, start your motor, unlock the door, lock the door from anywhere. So for people who you know don't carry their keys with them or you send your kids outside to go get something, you just unlock it from your phone and then if you're like, man, did I, did I lock the doors when I parked? You can lock the doors. If it's a hot day in the summer or a cold day in the winter, you can start the motor, get the cabin temperature up to par to where you want it to be. Um, in addition to that, there's some really cool features. You can uh, see the gas level in your vehicle. You know, if you're not sure, hey, do I have to get gas in the morning before work? You can check it on your phone. Mm -hmm. You can see your vehicle's location. You know, if you let your your friend borrow your car and you're like, man, where where is he? It's a little past time. He's supposed to be back. Um, you can check tire pressure. The, the, it really has no boundaries, and I think Ford's going to keep taking it further and for, further. But it's a, it's a really cool feature to be able to have full access to your vehicle directly from your phone in today's world. Yeah, we saw that app on your phone. It's really slick, uh, you know, easy to read, and the way you had it set up, it's really uh, easy to navigate. So. Yeah, and if you have multiple Ford vehicles, you know, Ford's really big about garage share, and uh, so you can actually have all of your vehicles on there. You just swipe to the next vehicle if you want to control a different one. Can you actually drive the car away if you don't have the fob? 
Uh, you cannot drive the car away if you don't start it with the fob. However, if you start the vehicle and remove the fob from the vehicle, the vehicle will drive away. Um, it does alert you and let you know that the fob's no longer in the vehicle. Anytime the vehicle's running um, and you exit the vehicle with the fob, it'll actually honk twice and it'll alert you inside the car as well. So you, you still lock the keys up from your, uh, you know, your teenager. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay if they have the app. If they steal your phone, they can start it, but they can't drive it. Correct, correct. Once you start it from the phone, you do have to get the fob into the Got vehicle it. to start it. Good idea. Yeah. Now we mentioned the performance, or some of the performance in the car, 335 horsepower. So maybe, uh, or could you, Tyler, take us through some of the other specs of the vehicle uh, for people who aren't yet familiar with it? A new with transmission, it. right? Yeah. Eight speed? Yeah, it's got the uh, the eight-speed transmission, so a lot of uh, faster, smoother shifts, and you can take control with the paddle shifters if you want as well. So it gives it a little bit more authentic of a racing or sporty feel. Sure. Um, the uh, they do have an available brake package, uh, which we talked about a little bit. Uh, it comes with a different size wheel, 21-inch wheels. Comes with 13.6-inch uh, uh, rotors, uh, red calipers, give it a little bit sportier feel, and those come with the Pirelli P0 summer tires as well. Yeah, they're awesome looking wheels. They look great. Yeah, and uh, you know a lot of people are sometimes weary about going to a 21 inch wheel over a 20, but you can tell after driving it the right quality didn't suffer at all. It's a super smooth vehicle. Um, the steering and handling is specially tuned for the vehicle, so it's uh, you know it wasn't just hey let's put the same edge suspension that's across the board. You know everything was specifically designed for this vehicle um, A to Z. This motor is uh, 2.7 V6s in this thing. Now, this is in the Ford Fusion. Does it, is it in any other cars? Uh, the 2.7 is in the Ford Fusion Sport. Um, as far as I, I'm aware, I mean, it's tuned differently. You know, sure. we have a 2.7 EcoBoost in the F-150 as well, but all of them are a little bit different for their application. Sure. Um, it's, off the top of my head, I think those are the three that, are, that it's in right now. You mentioned earlier about um, whether it's Ford or other manufacturers going away from sedans and leaning more toward pickups and, and SUVs. Mm -hmm. um, in, in a general terms, away from this specific vehicle, what what is Ford doing? When when will some of the sedans or more of the sedans stop um, production? Um, from what we've heard, you know, uh, 2020 is probably going to be the turning point. Um, that's that's what we've heard, you know, down here on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, the Ford Focus uh, 2018 was its last year. We don't have 2019s anymore. Mm -hmm. um, we do have 2019s in the Fiesta, Fusion, and Taurus line. Mm -hmm. um, they're keeping the Mustang line, obviously, um, when they don't go to SUVs. Yeah, of course. Uh, they're the only one that hasn't stopped so far. So. Um, yeah, so I, I think probably 2020 um, is when they're going to start fading out. Uh, they've already stopped the focus, like I said, so I think one model line at a time. And You're the new car sales manager, so in your experience, um, what percentage of SUVs and trucks are you selling compared to your sedans? Um, right now in this area, if, without going into the numbers and looking at it, I'd probably have to guess it's somewhere around 70-30. Okay. Um, especially being so close to the Sierras and Tahoe, like we talked about, we do have a lot of people that are buying SUVs and trucks. Mm -hmm. um, I can I can tell you that once Ford, you know, officially moves away from sedans, we'll start to see a lot more incentives on the smaller compact SUVs as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now on 2018 Escapes, they've got five thousand dollars in incentives on them. Right. You know, that's huge. It's more than we have on the Focus. So. They already are pushing to, to have better deals on, 
you know, an, an SUV lineup than they do a sedan. What's up with a Taurus show? I, I, haven't, I didn't even know you were making Tauruses anymore. I We've got one. The, the website, went, that thing's still being made? We've got one. The Taurus show's pretty awesome. Actually, I was in that car yesterday because uh-huh. uh, we, got, we got it a few days ago. Um, I was just as surprised as you were to see that we were getting one, uh, you know, when I saw it in, in lineup to, to come here. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome vehicle, oh, you know. That, it, was, that, it was hot shot years ago. I mean, that was top dog. It yeah, the animal. original ones. Yeah. Um, you know, the Taurus isn't a huge selling vehicle, you know, right now. Um, but uh, but they still make them for those people that do want, you know, a very large-bodied, wide sedan. Um, super comfortable. The show is still extremely fast. You know, handles extremely well. It's uh, one of my favorites for sure. But if you want to have some utility and go in the mountains, then maybe this ST Edge is the way to go, huh? Exactly. You know, the Taurus is comfortable, but it's not going to fit everything an SUV will fit. It's not going to give you the, the high visibility or the, the clearance on the road that you really want if you're going to go, you know, anywhere off-road or anywhere up in the snow or anything like that. It's been a long time since I learned how to parallel park, and I remember going through in my 60s now, going through the driver's ed program and with my dad learning how to parallel park. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com, your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today. Not always perfect, but pretty good at it, I would say. But this vehicle will do that for you. And in your experience, why has that become more prominent in vehicles? Why do people uh, need... Uh, assisting assistance parallel parking in, in general terms people don't learn how to do it I guess anymore that's that's what it is uh, you know in all honesty is pe- people aren't learning how to do it the same way maybe they're not being faced with it um, you know I, I I'm not originally from California I'm from right. Louisiana and you know that was part of driver's ed and that was part of getting your license was you had to parallel park you bet. and you know my brother got his license up here in California and <laughs> they don't even they don't even practice at all they don't ask you to do it you know that's not required um so you know unfortunately just depending on where you are who you grow up with it's you you may never do it until it comes time to where you're looking for a parking spot in downtown sacramento you're like man how do people park like this right you know and uh so it, it is a really nice feature um you know and, and ford puts it in a lot of vehicles you know i have it in my f-150 and to think about a vehicle that big parallel parking for you, you know, or the, the Edge being a large SUV, and it does it for you, so it's really convenient. Um, I remember when they first started doing it, they, uh, they, they would time it, and it was the fastest parallel parking system on the market at the time, you know, it was beating Lexus and everything like that, and um, it's really nice to be able to conveniently, you know, parallel park for you, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a rush or if you're in a, if you, if you only find that spot that's just big enough for your vehicle to fit, it's nice to have a computer do it for you, make sure that you don't hit anything. The cool thing about this uh, this new system is it'll actually unparallel park for you as well. So if it gets you into a tight spot and you get back in your car and you're like, man, how did I get in here and how do I get out? You know, it'll actually unparallel park for you and pull you out of the spot as well, which is awesome. Yeah, we demoed that uh, system today, and it's pretty fascinating, actually. It's pretty fascinating, yeah. Not foolproof, but fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And and this one will perpendicular park for you, too, which is kind of unique. You know, not a lot of people think about it, but if if you have, you know, maybe you're going grocery shopping or, you know, the the parking lot's packed, 
a lot of people these days, you'll watch them do a five-point turn just to get into a regular parking spot. <laughs> and so it's nice to uh, it's nice to have this vehicle that will do it for you and, you know, one fell swoop or just get you in, get you in evenly between both cars. So hopefully you reduce door dings or anything like that. Well, a lot of times you can't see. It might be pouring down rain and, you know, maybe the fosters aren't kicked in yet and you can't see where they're darn, so this thing would help you out. Absolutely, absolutely. It monitors a lot of stuff. It monitors not only the vehicles, but the curbs or the lines on the ground as well. The uh, personal experience comes to mind. I was on an early morning run uh, months ago at Sac State and, and there was enough space for a person to park a tank in this parallel parking spot, And but a woman was having difficulty doing it. So I just stopped and I said, are, are, you, not, are you okay? And she said, I don't really know how to parallel park, and I said, she said, could you help? And I said, sure, I can. So I just told her about the old standard. You go back, you know, two thirds of the car, and then you cut the roll short. So I was explaining how I, how I learned that years ago. Thought you referred her to Future Ford. Future Ford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I made my share of mistakes, but she she looked at me and she said, nobody ever told me, to, to use the, to you know turn really sharply and use two thirds of the other. Never, nobody ever explained that to me. She was probably a woman in her early forties. Right. So to your point. Yeah, people don't learn how to do that. But and the other thing I was going to maybe people are texting or they're talking to their kids or whatever. They're they're doing four things at once when they should be parallel parking. Right. Absolutely. So, so that system would, would help as well in, in in ways that people should be parallel parking and having not only don't not, they don't know how to, but they should be doing it and concentrating on it while they're doing five other things at the same time. Absolutely, it's uh, it's a great feature and it's uh, like you said not foolproof, but it's pretty safe and pretty good overall. What other areas of the car uh, that, that's new? It's a brand new vehicle, so what, what else can you tell us about the car? I know I was sitting in the back seat, and as I explained, our, our new friend Rachel is probably the same height I am at six feet, and we had plenty of space. It was between the front and the back seat, was plenty of, plenty of room for uh, your legs and your knees, and had six inches or so above where I was sitting for the, for the back seat, so it seemed very comfortable um, in the back seat as well. Yeah, it's it's extremely roomy. Um, you know, even like we mentioned earlier, the back seats have the heated seats as well. So it's yes. uh, it's meant for comfort all the way around. You don't want to sacrifice the people in the back seat. You know, just so the people in the front seat have more room, which a lot of cars, a lot of SUVs do. You know, they think about front seat room being the most important. But especially today, when most people are buying the SUVs, are probably going to have kids or friends in the back seat. It's important to have enough room in the back um, for all those people as well. Um, but the the Edge comes standard with a, with a lot of stuff, uh, like we talked about, a lot of these new features that you mentioned. Um, you know, I was showing you earlier, it also has a front camera, front sensors in the yes. front. So um, A to Z, they, they, tried to, they tried to pack as much safety features as well as convenience features. You know, a lot of it's for convenience as well, which is the day and age we're in is making everything easier. So Sure. I didn't check the cup holders, but I'm sure there was a million of them in there. Oh, there's quite a few. You know, there, there's quite a few cup holders. There's a there's a slot where it'll hold your phone. There's a wireless charging pad right. for your right. phone, so you don't even have to plug your phone in. Um, you know, they, they try to make it as convenient as possible. Now, now this Edge was uh, equipped with a, with a huge sunroof, too, the panoramic sunroof. Now, that was really a cool feature. Yeah. Panoramic I mean, sunroof is huge. a favorite by customers, honestly. I mean... To be able to, to lighten up and, and make the car feel so much more open with just the shade open, you know, the, the glass roof goes all the way through the back seat. So even your back seat passengers can look up and, and enjoy the view. So it's, uh, it's, it's a favorite. This was a black interior, I think, we drove, right? Correct. And then when you open that moonroof, you know, it might as well be a white interior. It's yeah, so bright very bright. Yeah, right. 
Well, I want to thank uh, Tyler, uh, sales manager, new car sales manager at Future Ford in Sacramento for being our guest today on the Weekly Driver Podcast. We got, we got another question. Another good question. I beg your pardon. What's, what's the story on the Bronco? When are you going to get one? <laughs> um, I would love to know the answer to that as well, honestly. Okay. Um, that's Like I said, I've got an F-150 right now, but that's the... Uh, that's the hopeful for one day is getting the new Bronco, you know, so I'm excited to learn more about it. Right now we know nothing, so. But, but they have announced, right, that they're coming out with a new they, Bronco in 2020 model year. That's what, they, that's what they've said so yeah. far, yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, the Ford Ranger and the Bronco were kind of announced around the same time that they were going to both be returning with the Bronco being a future date and the Ranger being a, a sooner date. And, you know, that seemed like ages ago, but here we are, and the, the Rangers are starting to show up. So I, I'm hoping that it's just a blink of an eye before the Broncos start getting sure. here. Sure, a lot of the talk is a V8 Bronco, but I don't think that's going to happen. You know, uh, there's a lot. If the Raptor doesn't have a, a V8, this thing's not going to. There's a lot of talk. You know, everything's speculation. Um, a lot of talk is about next year the Raptor going back to a, a V8 oh, option, really? oh. um, a, a seven plus liter wow. V8. So. Wow. With all the with all the EPA, you know everything. I, I don't know if that's true. That's what a lot of people are saying. So uh, I'm excited to see where both directions go with the Raptor and the Bronco. That reminded me we've uh, had a relationship with Haggerty um, and, and met some of the Haggerty folks at different car functions, and they're now in the business of renting uh, vintage cars. Wow. And one of their most popular is Bronco. People wow. love them. And the guy showed up, the public relations guy at the LA. He could have had any car he wanted. From their fleet, you know, high end, low end, whatever, and there his beautiful Ford Bronco was parked out front of this uh, nice bar that we went to for for a cocktail. But he said, by far, we're we're, we're renting more of these than any other. Wow. And Mustang was number two, not to lay it on too thick, but it was Bronco and Mustang, and then you know some other manufacturers. But it's awesome. Both, both uh, vintage yeah. cars, very popular uh, in, in the rental fleet. Um, so uh, thank you again, Tyler, for being our guest today. Thank you for having me on the Weekly Driver podcast. Um, please uh, visit our website, www.theweeklydriver.com. Support us on Amazon if you can. And uh, thank you for um, listening today. And we look forward to seeing more of the Ford STs uh, on the road, the Ford Edge STs on the road as, they, as the consumers uh, buy them more and more. And uh, from our limited experience, it looks like a, a, real, uh, a real winner of a nice great SUV. Car, yeah. Yeah, great, great new SUV. Thank you, I appreciate you having me. The Weekly Driver Podcast receives support from americantrucks.com, your late model Silverado, Sierra, Ram, and F-150 online aftermarket retailer, bringing you all of the hottest parts from accessories to lift kits, from wheels to tires and winches. americantrucks.com has the knowledge and know-how to make your wildest dreams come to reality.